Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 12th, and trending this hour, early voting. It has started today in Indiana. It goes until November 7th. Also trending, Ted Lasso. Season 3 was originally supposed to air this summer, but Jason Sudeikis did some extensive rewrites. Now the latest estimate is to wrap up the series by the end of the year, and Season 3 will air in the winter or early spring. And finally trending, The Voice has announced that two new coaches will be joining for the upcoming spring season, Neil Heron and also Chance the Rapper. Blake Shelton has said that he will exit The Voice after the 23rd season. He has been a coach for all 22 seasons and I am shocked that they have had 22 seasons of that American Idol ripoff show. I asked this question the other day. I still have no idea why this Blake Shelton guy is as popular as he is Mm -hmm. and I read this little Dickens novel that he wrote in terms of leaving the show Mm -hmm. and I got done and said why would anyone care about any of this no one has still explained to me why this Blake Shelton dude is as big a deal as he is well he's a country star and we know your feelings about country music so therefore you're not in that world right okay I'm just not in the world right he's also married to Gwen Stefani you know who that is Uh, yes former lead singer of No Doubt yes okay yeah, they're a very attractive couple. I was alive for the no doubt. <laughs> Good. No doubt I know who they are, Casey. Okay. It's eight minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and we start the show off with a new poll released by MSNBC showing that uh, there's two issues on your mind. One, jobs, economy. The other, inflation. Oh, this is so great because remember in, let's see, this would have been June that the Supreme Court ruling on Roe came down and then throughout the rest of June and July and into August. Oh my gosh, women are just livid over the fact that some states may not allow them to suck the brains out of a defenseless fetus from conception to live birth and they will punish Republicans at the ballot box uh, this fall. We saw a whole bunch of these lunatics down at the State House. What was that? Well, that would have been late July, early August-ish. And we were told the Republicans, they're making an egregious mistake. This is a pro-death country. Women covet and lust to be able to murder defenseless babies, and you're making a huge mistake. And now, as the election has rolled on, it turned, or as become closer to election day it turns out casey the idea of being able to afford food Mm -hmm. is far more important to most people than being able to murder and slaughter defenseless innocent babies from conception to live birth and even msnbc in an act of random confused likely accidental act of journalism said it out loud said when you look at our most recent nbc poll here and you ask folks what is the single most important issue that's going to drive your vote in this year's midterm elections a combined 34 percent cite either jobs in the economy or inflation and you combine those two that's the biggest single number you're going to get and on that question the republicans have a nearly 30 point advantage over the democrats it's eight percent in our most recent poll who cite abortion as the number one issue in their midterm vote. Democrats have a comparable advantage uh, within that 8% over Democrats, but 34 versus 8. That's economy and inflation. That's where abortion is in between. So this goes back to what we've been saying all along, which is inflation, 
economy, that's a daily pain. That is something that you think about every single day. It affects everyone's life, not just a select few. Yeah, there are some exceptions to this. Like 2006 is a great example. The Republicans, despite the economy still being somewhat strong at that point, lost huge seats in the House because of the Iraq War was wildly unpopular. But most of the time, people will vote the condition of the economy above everything else. Mm -hmm. Why did the Republicans lose in 08? It was because of the position of the economy. Why did Obama win re-election in 2012? Because people viewed, because of the magical money printing factory that is now a decade later causing us all this harm, they viewed the economy well. Why did they move to Trump in 2016? Because they had issues with the economy and the promises Obama made as it related to the economy had not followed through. There is an interesting thing to note. You mentioned it right when we began. That came from MSNBC. And a lot of the networks now seem to be changing their tune just a little bit, coming around. They're admitting to things. Uh, CNN, for example. And even SNL. I know you're not a big fan of that show, Saturday Night Live. uh, But they premiered their new season. And boy, they're taking a lot of digs at the Democrats. So it's all of the networks. And we move on to this other poll released by Rasmussen, where they said uh, nearing the midterm election, the lead for a Republican candidate expanded to four points against a Democrat. Now, this was a generic congressional ballot poll. Yeah. So the whole time, again, we've heard throughout July and August and even into September that society was falling in love with the Democrats all over again, that the green dream that uh, the Todd Young slash Chuck Schumer chips bill that adds tens of billions to the national debt, that the infrastructure bill that Todd Young voted for that adds tens of billions of dollars to the national debt. All of these things were causing society to fall in love with Biden and the Democrats all over again. And we told you at the time, don't pay any attention to any of this, because as MSNBC just admitted, the only thing people are going to vote on is the, for the most part, is the economy mm-hmm. and inflation, the condition of this economy and the price of stuff. And what do you know, as we get right towards when early voting is beginning to begin, mm-hmm. is that right? Beginning to begin? <laughs> starting to take place. There you go. Across the country, including in Indiana today. Mm-hmm. You are seeing the polls because that's where they have to start getting accurate because that's how they get judged for the next two years, starting to show you Republicans are pulling ahead in generic ballot polls. You mentioned Todd Young, and I want to bring this to your attention. Uh, he is near the area again. Oh, he was what in, time? He was in Avon yesterday. Today, he's in Terre Haute. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to oh, that's too bad. have a meet and greet with him again today. He's he's there right now. Oh, what? Right now? Right now. From what? 8.45 until 9.30, he is. Uh, speaking at the Wounded Blue Law Enforcement Survival Summit today. Now, isn't it, uh, this has to be a coincidence, Casey, that he was having meetings <laughs> in the afternoon where anybody could come, and then we have our little terrible run-in with Todd in which he told me in a room full of people that he was never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never stopping adding to the national debt and spending money. Igor, his evil assistant, got very angry, admitted he hate listens every day and prohibited people from filming the event. Uh, and then all of a sudden, all of Todd Young's meetings seem to start taking place. Between 9 and noon? Right. That's. <laughs> I'm sure that's just a coincidence. I'm sure it is not in 
any shape, form, or fashion the Todd Young, Duke of Spendingburg, highest spending Republican in the United States Senate who has added $11 trillion to the national debt is fearful that I will show up and ask him questions again, and Igor, his evil, awful assistant, will have to be very mean to me. Uh, again, I'm sure this is all just a coincidence. By the way, let me point out, since he's in Terre Haute, mm -hmm. I would have loved to have been able to get over there because Terre Haute, and this is a quiet... That's where your family's from. That's where my family's from. Both of my parents went to Indiana State. And Terre Haute, little secret that many people don't know, has not one but two really nice public golf courses that are very affordable to play. Mm -hmm. Have Hol you played them? I have played them both. Holman Links and William S. Ray Golf Course. Back to this Rasmussen poll really quick. I wanted to point out one last thing. It said 19% of black voters and 40% of minority groups said they would vote for a Republican candidate if the election were held today. So this is the Democrats' base and they are losing their base. Joe Biden is underwater and Kamala again has said some silly stuff and we'll get to both of those coming up from 93 WIBC yeah there we go Huey so can we point out something real quick why we're playing this yeah Tony yeah this morning mm -hmm. by the way it's Kendall and Casey show yeah good morning I'm Rob that's Casey challenged every radio host on this station, which I guess since he's on like nine hours a day, it would just be <laughs> us and Hammer and Nigel right. to play a Huey Lewis song. And you picked this one. Well, I said there's only one good Huey good Lewis choice. song. Finally, this, we agree on something musically. I can't believe it. This is the only good Huey Lewis song. That's what we agree on? Yeah, this is all right. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, hit that one song that was the Back to Future right. theme song, Back in Time. That's all right, too. What's I like the, this one. Uh, what's the song that Christian Bale plays in American Psycho when he's about to uh, hack up question. Jared Leto? That's right. It's Heart not and this Soul? One. It might be. I just watched that the other day. I should know. <laughs> Shouldn't know what that song is. Uh, we'll look that up. But anyway, this is why we're uh, this is why we're playing it. Told him we send it out to Tony Katz. Thanks for all he uh, thanks for all he does for everyone. Box checked. It is 21 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can join us on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey WIBC into your YouTube search bar, and there we are. But also, thank you for listening. On the it, radio. And if you go to YouTube right now, and you know, Casey, mm -hmm. I don't notice people's appearances, mm -hmm. but you appear to be, and you said you're doing this deliberately to try to get our hits up, you are showing- <laughs> A little decolletage uh, this morning. You're showing off some of your assets here today. <laughs> I'm just trying to help our ratings any way that I can, Rob. That's my commitment to the show. You and, know, you and Kevin call me mom all the time, and I just want to let you know there's still a fire going. I never going. call you that. That's there's still Rob. a fire burning yeah, okay so you can uh and i'm i'm on the youtube feed right now you can indeed uh see some of the goods that casey is offering society right now at kendall and casey on the youtube chat <laughs> so inappropriate we just went to our uh our uh training too i know and so for the record and kevin heard her casey was like i'd like to talk about this i didn't we say i'd like to i said i would not be offended <laughs> and and you took that as the green light to go for it well so. because we love our listeners from wherever they listen from but we do want to let them know from time to time that you do have the option to watch 
mm-hmm. the program mm-hmm. over on YouTube. Just put Kindle. Like instantly, the thing started shooting up. Well, good. See, that's what I'm saying. It's working. It's working. Uh, and Kevin has commented that he does not like women who wear all black all the time. What? And I, I do. S- I yes, yes, that. you did. When we were talking about the love I, of never, your life, I never said that. You commented that she was wearing black, and you weren't uh, appreciating that. We we literally went. We had okay. This is true. Absolutely, hundred percent true. We had seventy-one viewers mm-hmm. when we made that announcement. We are now at one hundred and eleven. See, one hundred eighteen. Still going. <laughs> uh, I am not showing anything off though today. So sorry for. Uh, but you do look fantastic. You just need to unbutton a couple buttons there, <laughs> right? So I I also changed up. I I tend to wear a lot of black because you know the ladies know black is slimming, right? Yeah. And I just. Decided to go with some color today as well. 138. <laughs> We're going to get a running tally. 151. <laughs> okay, so are we going to talk about Biden's uh, yes, underwater rating? 182. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Biden's average <laughs> approval rating in seven of the top Senate swing states is underwater by an average of 15 points. So uh, he's traveled to only 46 cities, has only held 11 fundraisers during this uh, midterm cycle, and it's his own policies that have neutralized his popularity. He's uh, he's not doing so well. Well, this is, and so this is the thing, right? Again, the story, the narrative is Biden is so popular, the great comeback. He's, you know, Ronald Reagan, morning again in America, uh, Bill Clinton, the comeback kid, and yet you realize in the states that matter like wh- Joe Biden's approval rating in California or New York means absolutely nothing because those people are not deciding control of the federal government what you look at is where is he in Nevada where is he in Ohio where is he in Pennsylvania where is he in uh Florida and in these swing states which you know Georgia which will be voting on control of the US Senate He's 15 points mm-hmm. underwater on average. And so, the, Casey, the question would be, because we're told all these swing states, oh, that's super close and people are totally up in the air. Who is the person that is super outraged at the president who is the head of the party, but then says, yeah, I'll keep voting for more of that party? Like, wh- how, how does that jive up when you're we're saying, oh, oh, my gosh, all these polls are so close? Mm-hmm. Well, and we keep hearing from everybody who doesn't want him to come stump for them. They want to distance themselves you know, from him. And uh, Kamala Harris was in the news and she says that uh, society owns your kids. How do you feel about that? We're going to hear from her coming up. 255 viewers. (laughs) We're going to hear from Kamala Harris coming up from 93 WIBC. Kamala Harris used her first late night TV appearance since becoming vice president to reflect on how her life has changed since she took the job, including she's not allowed to use emojis anymore. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. before we get into that, yeah, let's talk about the eight. What was it called? The eight hundred pound gorilla the in the eight, room. The eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. Yes, which is how your cleavage <laughs> drew hundreds of viewers within two minutes to our YouTube chat. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of men out there who mm-hmm. their wives are going to say tonight. Why were you watching the Kendall and Casey show today? Sure, for the political commentary. Great content. That's so, it. Yes, we had pointed out last segment that Casey was wearing a somewhat revealing 
top today. It's just a little more low cut. And it is on the YouTube uh, mm-hmm. feed. You can see it, Kendall and Casey. I am not wearing anything revealing today. <laughs> People want to see your hair, though. Uh, yes. And as such, within literally two minutes, we went from 71 viewers to, I think we peaked out at 258. <laughs> we did. So it was... Uh, and it's still there. You can still see it if, if you'd like to. And you have graciously agreed to leave it like it is all I'm day long. I'm just trying to prove my commitment to the show. <laughs> remember, to you, Remember Bob. in Forrest Gump when, uh, who's his mom? Uh, Sally Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ends up hooking up with the, what, the principal or whatever right, it is. the and teacher. The guy walks out there. Your mom sure does care about your, your education. education. Right. I sure do care about this show. <laughs> It's 9.34. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're here this morning. Uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, so she was on uh, doing the late night uh, TV circuit. She was talking about how she's not allowed to use emojis anymore. And she wants to restore abortion rights. She wants to pardon people with federal convictions for marijuana possession. She urged people to speak with your vote in the midterms. Uh And then she went on to say that uh, society owns your kids. <laughs> yes, listen to this. So, so she says, society owns your kids, and the best way to save them, Casey, mm-hmm. is address the climate. But I mean, truly, when you you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children. They are the children of our country, of our communities. I, I mean, our future is really bright if we if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it. The idea that you own someone else's kid mm-hmm. is wholly ridiculous. And then she found a way to top that by saying the way to save your kid that we as a society own is the climate crisis. Right. Not not food, mm-hmm. not uh, education, education, not a secure society, both domestic and abroad. It's the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went on to uh, call out Greg Abbott of Texas for sending buses of illegal immigrants to her house. She called it political theater. And, uh, well, let's let's let her tell you. We're talking about people who have fled great harm. They've fled great harm. And they are coming here seeking refuge. And talk about political theater. I mean, playing games with people's lives, with their lives. You know, there were mothers with sleeping babies getting off those buses. And I just think it's an absolute dereliction of duty. If you see a problem and if we agree that that we need to address it, then if you're a leader, participate in a solution, right? When we first came in office, the first bill that we proposed was for a pathway for citizenship, was to fix a broken immigration system, which was broken under the previous administration. Participate in the solution, because we are offering solutions. But instead, this gamesmanship with real human beings who trust us. So they came all the way from, let's just pick your favorite country, Mm -hmm. Venezuela, Guatemala, whatever, all the way from there to here, Mm -hmm. and that's fine, Mm -hmm. but then being on a bus to go from, you know, Texas to... New York with with healthcare and new clothing and sometimes legal representation. 
they got the liberals are mad because the Republicans, after all these years, finally have some leaders in these governor positions. Now, that's a novel concept for us here in Indiana to have a conservative, liberty minded leader. Uh, we wouldn't know what that's like. But in Florida and Texas and Arizona, who said, OK, we're going to call your bluff on this. You want these people. You want the illegal immigrants. You want the mass illegal immigration. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And what do you know? All of a sudden, it's they don't want it. Yeah. They, they don't want to solve it, but they don't want it. Did you think that she was going to break out and start singing Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby when she said, if you see a problem... We'll solve it. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting. But she said it's a dereliction of duties. Well, on September 12th of this year, she said the border was secure. Clearly it is not. She is the border czar and has been for 629 days, right? So... Who's derelicting their duties here? Well, and so this is what will be fascinating. This, I mean, it's fascinating. I guess we're in the window now, is because there are a whole bunch of Republicans who, let's face it, are not necessarily great candidates in, in these U.S. Senate races. Dr. Oz, looking at you. Herschel Walker, even though I, I still think he's going to win, looking at you. But will people, how much of the Democrat destruction of this country are people willing to take before they will stand up for themselves? Because let's face it, this is what we do in our society because we are, we have been, it has been ingrained in us to look to the government for some sort of solution. When the actual lesson we should be learning is that the government almost never provides a solution Mm -hmm. in most cases they make things markedly worse but it is ingrained in us the government is the answer so we keep ping-ponging back and forth between these two parties who keep never having the ability to fix problems and create more problems so if indeed people are are tired of record inflation if indeed people are tired of a porous border with record numbers of illegal immigration if people are indeed tired of record gas prices then by the entrenched uh the entrenched lessons we have been taught wrongly but have been taught you would think they would look to Republicans to punish the Democrats. And you keep mentioning the growing government. And here's something to remember. They are called public servants, and we are called private citizens. It's 940 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this bill that a couple Democrats (laughs) are trying to introduce to suspend all arms sales to Saudi Arabia for a year. So they proposed this legislation. Okay, this is in response to the decision by OPEC to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. So what's the answer by some of these people? Oh, well, let's quit sending them arms. Yeah, this is, again, this is your government, and in this case, your government is run by the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party in a nutshell. So Biden and the Democrats choke off domestic oil supply, the ability to create energy here at home. They choke that up or down, 
and then look to Saudi Arabia because the Democrats here at home want to look to their lunatic green base mm-hmm. and say, look at what we're doing for the environment. When in reality, again, it's this disingenuous, hypocritical BS because what they're doing as they choke off the domestic oil supply is they're still looking for the same amount of oil. They're not looking for less energy. They're looking for the same amount of energy, but because they're pathological, narcissistic liars who have no problem looking America in the face and telling them fibs of epic proportions, like that they actually care about the environment, they then go to Saudi Arabia and go, hey, dangerous organization that kind of sort of really doesn't like us, even though we kind of sort of pretend to get along. Why don't you make up for our own decision to choke off our domestic energy supply? Then they have the audacity to act super offended when an organization who is totally unreliable on how much they actually like us laughs at them and goes, yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's because the Democrats that were still beholden to the Saudis, uh, they ended the Keystone Pipeline, no more drilling in Alaska, they fought fracking tooth and nail, and now they're forcing us into this wind and solar malarkey. It's their impossible green dream that got us here, right? We'd be energy independent and the largest producer if it weren't for their policies. They just need to grow up and put their big boy pants on. Quit singing Kumbaya to the flickering light of the solar-powered lantern. That's not going to do it. Oh, I like that. Can I steal that? The, the the kumbaya? Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Saudis, they're in it for themselves, as they should be, as we should be, right? Well, and here is the thing that people, if we're having a re- real conversation about the reality of the world, and this is something that nobody ever wants to do, that area of the world is run predominantly, save for Israel, by lunatics who do not like us, who would like to destroy us, and many of them who would have no problem if they could get their hands on it, firing a nuclear weapon in some capacity at this country. That is the reality of that part of the world. Now, take Israel out of the equation. What you have in Saudi Arabia is a country that is organized enough, that is 21st century enough and is run by people who love money and stuff enough that you can cooperate on enough things that we have a vested interest in that country at least being stable and able to protect itself because in terms of would you rather be team Iran or team Saudi Arabia, 100% team Saudi Arabia every every day of the week. It's like when the, you know they did this fake moral high horse stuff about the killing of the journalists. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the Saudis, like many people in the Middle East, are awful, terrible people Mm -hmm. who hate democracy. They hate freedom. They hate women. No kidding. We all know that. But the point is, it's so disingenuous to go to the American people and go, we must punish them. Because, yeah, they may be an F, but they're a 50% F. Iran's a 10% F. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who would you rather deal with? You would rather deal with the Saudis every single time. And the idea that you're going to choke off the sale of weapons to them, which gives them the ability to defend themselves against people who hate us more and create strength in the region for people who are at least somewhat on our team, it the Democrats shouldn't be running anything, much less an entire country. you got to go with the lesser of two evils, and we can't fist bump our way out of this. 945, he's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you for listening. And rent is going sky high. And also some life lessons on the way from Rob Kendall on 93 <laughs> WIBC. Good morning.
This is the Viagra Boys. This is who Kevin's going to go see in concert tonight. Driving all the way down to Louisville, right? Yeah, going down to Louisville right after work with a few friends of mine. And he's going to be here tomorrow to produce the show. Yes, I have told Kevin I will pull all the audio for tomorrow's show mm-hmm. so that Kevin, because you, this is one of your favorite bands, right? The Viagra Boys. Yes, correct. Yeah, I would say uh, at the moment, they're probably my favorite. No, uh, go ahead. Uh, and you're saying that this isn't appropriate to take a date to? Yeah, I don't think this is really... I mean, it depends on what kind of music she's into, I guess. Um, the person that you were referring to, mm-hmm. uh, well, she'll remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. She's a, it, uh, but she does not seem like the type that would like a Swedish punk band. There is a local celebrity that Kevin, <laughs> that we have been telling Kevin for many months now, we feel Kevin would be perfect for. It would be a good match. And I have on multiple times, mm-hmm. occasions, I've been, what is that movie, Hitch? I've been like yeah, Will Hitch. Smith. I've given Kevin the total template of things that have worked brilliantly for me over the years, mm-hmm. uh, enabling me to have access to people I had no business having access to. And Kevin has been hesitant to do that, and I told Kevin... He refuses to take your advice. It would well, be a, this, is a, this is a slam dunk, Kevin, because this is the sort of person who you could plan a whole day with. Mm-hmm. You say, look, we're going to have a little drive through the country, down to Louisville. Yeah. Maybe we pull... You love the parks. Maybe we pull over at like a state park yeah. somewhere and have a little picnic, a mm. little champagne. Aww. Okay, that part sounds cool. I like that. <laughs> and then, Kevin, yeah. you, you know, maybe you get to the, the stadium or the venue or the bar, wherever this is at, a little early. Mm-hmm. You go to a local pub. You have a drink beforehand, and then while you've done, you've already got all the romance out of the way. You're showing all the sides of Kevin, and then once the Viagra boys take the stage, you both get to unleash your wild side because yeah. I think there's a wild side in there, and she would see all of you mm-hmm. and appreciate all of you. And going forth, it would be. It would just be true love. I, I think this would work. Viagra Boys recently did a show in San Francisco. Yes. And I guess a person showed up with a uh, block of Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah? And they were grating the cheese on people's heads uh-huh. in the crowd <laughs> during sure. the show. I don't think she would be into that kind of stuff. You but don't you don't know. Yeah, you don't think your muse is into it, but you don't know. You don't you know. She's a, she's a country gal, I think. I think she li- probably likes country music. But I'll also say, I think concerts are terrible for dates. Kevin, or uh, Casey, yeah. you told you because I said this to Kevin, mm-hmm. and you confirmed this. Every woman, regardless of what sort of public presentation they present, mm-hmm. has a maniac spot in them somewhere that is just dying to get out. Yes, even the good girls like to be bad sometimes. And so you if, would... If they feel safe. You would... And so, see, you mm-hmm. would be able to open on this one trip that I've laid out for you mm-hmm. with the little romantic day trip, the pulling off to the local state park. And then you just grab her by the hand and take her right up to the mosh pit and yeah. see if she'll cut loose with you. You would okay. be able to unlock all aspects <laughs> of her heart in one day, and you would be doing it mm-hmm. while making yourself happy because you're doing something that you enjoy. Okay, but didn't you have an experience where you took a girl on a date yeah. to a Bruce Springsteen yeah, concert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't go well for me. I went through a long period of time where I totally banned myself from going to concerts with women because <laughs> the first, this was the first. Because your own advice didn't work out no, so well. No, 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 no. Here's, here's the thing, though. 
I make the mistake of believing in music. Mm -hmm. And like I made the mistake as a young man in believing the words on the paper that Bruce Springsteen and Jackson Brown and Dan Fogelberg wrote. Like you're going to find a girl and she's going to connect with you Mm -hmm. and you're going to love her forever and you're going to run right into history together. You're hopeless romantic. That is not how it works at all. Mm-hmm. You, what you need is a woman that's got cheese on her head getting shaved <laughs> at the Viagra Boys concert, Kevin. That's you know how what? it actually works out. I think you're right. And so I, I the first time I went to see Bruce Springsteen, which was at Conseco Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. and I you know, had loved his music, and I said, I can't wait to see this concert, and I was like 18 years old, and uh, December 17, 2002, that was the date. I remember it. I will remember it forever. He came out on stage. The place was sold out. Like It felt like the roof shook when he came out. It was like someone had, I've heard this described before, it's like they kicked open the doors to your soul, and like you were, you were forever <laughs> forth, saying my life will be different from the moment before this happened. Yeah. And I'm enthralled for three and a half hours and I took this girl with me who I thought, you know, I thought maybe... She was on the same level. Maybe we would run right into history together. Yeah. You know, like I, she was totally out of my league and I thought we will go to this and she will hear these words and and it will be that way. And when we got done, I said, what'd you think? Uh-huh. And there was a, he did a version of Santa Claus was coming to town during yeah. the concert and she looked at me and goes... Well, it was kind of cute when everybody threw their Santa hats on stage during Santa Claus's coming to town. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't and, a love match. And it was like, it was all a lie. I think Bruce's Every, best. Everything was a lie. Bruce, <laughs> I think, is best kept for yourself. Well, and so. I mean, he's yours. He's not right. for the world. And so thus, I, from that point forward, for many, many years, for whatever, 15 years or whatever, did not go to concerts mm-hmm. with women ever again. Because of the thought of having my heart crushed again, that they would not view it the same way that I viewed it. And now you're trying to give Kevin the same advice that he should take a date to one of his favorite bands. Why? Why do you want to repeat history on Be- this yeah. poor guy? Beca- because he he's going to a concert in which the expectation of decorum uh-huh. is that someone will have a cheese head on top of their dome <laughs> and people in the audience will be shaving and eating the cheese head. I don't and think moshing. it's yeah. It's not like the same. Kevin likes the music. He doesn't have some sort of deep-seated emotional attachment Mm -hmm. to the Viagra boys. I think there's only one problem with this plan. If it doesn't go well at the concert down in Louisville, that is a long drive home in silence. It is kind of a long drive. Yeah. Staring out the window. (laughs) Just get us home. Just get us home. Well, we could just play Viagra boys on the way home. That should be fine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.